Fox News alert. This breaking just moments ago. Um, Alec Baldwin, the actor, has been indicted in New Mexico on two counts of involuntary manslaughter stemming from the shooting deaths on the Rust movie set. He's been indicted in New Mexico, two counts, involuntary manslaughter uh, from that Rust movie set. We're starting to get some more details right now. Mercedes Colwin is joining us. Uh, Mercedes, what we're learning so far is that this grand jury has indicted him. Uh, this just happened today on an involuntary manslaughter charge. Remember, this goes back to 2021 on this yep. fatal shooting during a rehearsal on the movie set in New Mexico. Um, this obviously brings back and revives what has been a dormant case against this A-list actor. Your reaction? It's great to be on with you, Sandra. It is not surprising. I mean, obviously, there was a death involved in this shooting. There had been a lot of focus on whether or not Alec Baldwin actually acted recklessly, which is one of the underlying pinnings of an involuntary manslaughter charge. And when he was handed the gun and he didn't check the gun separately, except he just accepted the fact that that gun had no bullets in the chamber and therefore it resulted in the fatal shooting. So it is not surprising the prosecutors have been pretty aggressive from the very beginning, especially when there's a death involved. And involuntary manslaughter doesn't mean that he intended to kill anyone. It was that he exhibited reckless conduct with respect to the handling of the gun that resulted in this fatal injury. Hey, uh, Mercedes, it's John here. It, it looked for a while that Baldwin was going to escape prosecution. Uh, and then the local authorities said, no, 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 wait a minute. We've got a new analysis of the situation and the weapon as well. So we want to take this information and put it to a grand jury. Alec Baldwin had insisted that in the rehearsal that he pulled back the hammer of the pistol but did not pull the trigger, that the gun just somehow went off. It would seem that authorities probably have disagreed with that. Exactly right, John. And that is the pinpoint of this prosecution. He did make certain statements publicly that he never pulled the trigger. And then the ultimate question was this. If he didn't have his finger on the trigger, how could the, the gun have spontaneously fired? So obviously they, the prosecutors worked with some forensics to look at whether or not this particular gun could have discharged automatically without the pressure of a finger pushing the trigger. And it's obvious that they concluded that that's just not possible. And that's one of the reasons why they were able to convince a jury to, to at least indict him at this point. This is really incredible because, um, to John's point, um, this is all relying on brand new analysis of the gun that was used. And this analysis was led by a forensic science services, uh, service in Arizona. They stated that although Baldwin repeatedly denied pulling the trigger, saying, quote, given the test findings and observations reported here, the trigger had to be pulled or depressed sufficiently to release the fully cocked or retracted hammer of the evidence revolver. So basically what they're saying they did here is they pulled together parts, replacement parts, to resemble the gun that uh, that was fired by Baldwin after parts of the pistol were broken during the testing by the FBI, it says. The report examined the gun and markings it left on a spent cartridge to conclude that the trigger had to have been pulled or depressed, Mercedes. 
Exactly right. So looking at that, Sandra, that's one of the reasons why they probably were able to get the indictment. And you're right about these types of forensic analysis. They're not stagnant. As we continue day, to day by day, these types of diagnostics get better and better. And that's one of the reasons why, and you're right, it's been three years since Ms. Hutchins died, just about. And it's, it's obviously very tragic for her family. She left a young son behind. It was it, the prosecutor has been very passionate about making sure that everyone involved is held accountable, even someone like Alec Baldwin, who has had such tremendous success as an actor. Well, let me ask you this as a defense attorney, going back to the point that uh, Sandra was making here. It says in the AP report that the analysis from experts in ballistics and forensic testing relied on replacement parts to reassemble the gun fired by Baldwin after parts of the pistol, pistol were broken during testing by the FBI. Seems to me that any defense attorney worth their salt would poke holes in that, big ones. I, I know the particular defense attorney involved here with, that is represented Alex Baldwin. I can tell you that Alex Spiro is a tremendous lawyer, and he will no doubt put, try to poke as many holes as he possibly can in that forensic analysis, and he'll have his own expert to try to com combat that. But it will be the battle of the experts. I mean, this is just step one. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I'm sure that Alec Baldwin did not testify in the grand jury. This is strictly just a presentation by the prosecutor and may even have, and this is all secret proceedings. We don't know what was, what was happened in that particular indictment during in that presentation. But it seems likely that all of this forensic analysis was presented to the jury, which what ultimately in, indicted him. But this is step one. Step two is actually convincing a jury that he actually is responsible for the death of such and and acted recklessly with respect to the gun. Mercedes, if you could, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to get more details as they are coming into us now. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Brian Kilmeade. And I'm Ainsley Earhart. And click here to subscribe to the Fox News YouTube page to catch our hottest interviews and most compelling analysis.